Welcome to the Selling Without Sleeves podcast with me, Sarah Jolly Jarvis. I'm here to share with you real life stories from high performing salespeople and business owners, as well as my own insights and learnings around what's working well right now in the sales world, telling things like it is without the sleeves. Hello everybody, I'm here today with Angie Simmons from Growth Development Foundation. I'm really excited to speak to her. I I have to admit that I originally overheard her talk, I was late, she's very actually like me, um, to um, the award ceremony that I, I recently got an award at and um, the women who, and uh, she was talking on stage and I caught the sort of last maybe five, ten minutes of it. Um, and so I was like, I want to see more about this lady. And so um, here she is today with our Inspire series. So welcome Angie. Thank you very much, Sarah. And first and foremost, Massive congratulations. Which was the award that you won? I won the um, startup. So um, Selling Without Sleeves was technically um, fitted into that category, um, which I was, <laughs> I was really lucky. Um, we, we became a limited company, so it starts starts the start to as business. So I was like, oh. So um, yeah, really lucky. I was really fortunate to win that one. Because um, it was some not very, luck, really- not is it? It's not luck. That's true. So they just <laughs> take that board, put it on your shoulder and wear it where it should be. I was fortunate, but they rec- I was fortunate they recognised my talent. <laughs> no, you That's deserve so good, that. Well, I'm not going to let you get away with that. You deserve it. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I, yeah, I was, I was actually really surprised to receive it. It was, um, yeah, I was like, oh, I really didn't expect this. And I really didn't. Um, but yeah, it was really lovely. And now I've got like a, a bit of glass as well to, to put on the, in the shelf in the office. So that's quite nice. So, um, so yeah, unexpected. So I turned up for the morning session um, a little bit late and, and you were there talking um, and it caught my, my, well, my ears, but I don't want to ruin it. So what we're going to do is we'll start off with where, you know, your journey to where you are now. Um, and then we'll talk a, a little bit more around that, if that's okay with you. Absolutely fine, my love. Excited. <laughs> <laughs> so tell us what has got you where you are now. Okay, first and foremost, it's um, personal development. Um, yeah. I was struggling massively. Um, best way for me to do is take you back a few years. Um, I struggled with mental health for over 20 years. Uh, it all started with me being uh, signed off work with work-related stress, because I was one of those busy ants that I was putting my job in front of me and everything else, and work, <laughs> work, work, and I wanted to climb that corporate ladder of hope. I think I want to call it, um, rather than uh, a corporate ladder of, of fantasticness, because it wasn't. Um, <laughs> you with that, you know, that, you know, you keep working hard and you'll get to the top and da 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 and all this. And that's what I did. That's, that was my mindset. Um, and yeah, anyway, I ended up getting signed off work uh, with work related stress and uh, depression and anxiety. Um, this was, oh God, I worked in catering for a good 10, 15 years, I think it was. So I decided at that point, I walked away from that position, that, that particular company, tried to get back into catering again, and I just thought something's not right. I decided to change my career to get into animal management. And okay. my daughter was, oh, oh, I'm just trying to think now. She was about 18 months, I think. I decided to go to Nottingham Trenton University. Now, if you'd have asked, well, the conversation me and my ex-husband had was I was like, have you seen my grades in school? I've got two <laughs> qualifications in art. Can you want me to go to university? 
Um, I flunked everything, but I went to the job centre, asked them for qualifications, and thankfully I got accepted into Knox Trent University. I was the first one in my entire family to go to university, so I was pretty proud of that. And then on February the 17th, 2007, the day after my daughter's second birthday, my younger brother, my best friend, Tony, uh, was killed on the road on the way to my house for a motorbike ride. It was me that got him into motorbikes, um, so I blamed myself. But unfortunately for me, uh, some family members followed suit. This is what I like to say, I describe it as, I smashed the self-destruct button. I was popping antidepressants like Smarties, I was drinking like a fish. Anything was to shut this up because I didn't know any better. Um, and then, Boxing Day 2009, my husband, my best, my brother's best friend, also left him. So I became a single mum. I was um, working full time as a kennel manager. I was, I just started my own dog grooming business uh, just to pay the credit cards off because I don't know, a lot of people when we struggle mentally, we look outside to get that dopamine hit and that's what I was doing. I was spending money like it was going out of fashion on one credit card, moving it to another credit card and it was just, oh look at these shiny new things. And that's all I kept doing. Uh, I didn't realise what I was actually doing um, until it got to the point where it was strangling me and I was just like, oh my God. Um, was that the idea was, you know, the shiny new things, was that when I get those, I'll feel better? Like what was, yeah. 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 You, you, you get that little dopamine hit. The same hit we get when we achieve something or we get a like on Facebook or something like that. <laughs> yeah, it's the same thing. They're cheaper though, aren't they? So <laughs> <laughs> well, I, um, like I say, my, my daughter, I was leaving the house at half past six. I wasn't getting into half past six. By the time I'd finished picking my daughter up from after school club, sorting out the animals and all that, she was going to bed. Um, yeah. She was struggling at school, bottom of her class. She was being picked on. All she wanted was a mum. But I was lost within the weeds of life. I told myself that yeah. she'd be better off without me. Um, I, I'll be honest, I hated the world and everybody in it. If you'd have met me, Seven and a half years, probably eight years ago, we wouldn't be here, put it that way. You'd have run on my own. Because <laughs> I was just this big ball of anger that, you know, people thought that I was a very nasty person. And I think I was. No, I know I was. And now looking back at it, it was a way to push people away from me. So then I didn't get hurt again because I'd been through so much in a space of two years that it was just, you know, but I cracked on. So the one thing that I've got is grit and determination of an ant. I mentioned the ant earlier. I've got the grit and determination of the ant because I did finish my studies and I walked away with a national diploma in animal management, which was, I, I was really shocked that I actually got it. Like you, you talked about the award. Because I got the award. And you achieved it. You achieved it. And it sits in pride of place um, and it's award for outstanding achievements. We were going to the award ceremony and my ex-husband said to me, oh, you know, he's going. I was like, no, no, no. No, I don't need to go to graduation day. I've done, I've completed it, I'm fine. No, he said, you need to go. And then there was talking about this woman and how inspiring she was, what she'd been through. And, and I'm sat there going, I really want to meet this woman. I want to give her <laughs> a big hug and I need her to give me some magic pill to help me do what this woman's doing. And then they mentioned my name. And I was like, it took me a good five minutes to actually get up and go and collect my award because I still um this is a joke, you know. There's gonna be like a bucket of water that falls on my head or <laughs> just keeps me alive. So yeah, so that was um 
like I say, it was a great moment, but like I say, not long after, that's when my husband left and, and it was, I was in a horrible place. And, you know, there, there's, I, I'm, I'm quite spiritual um, in a way of the universe. And I was crying out for help. I didn't know where I was going to get the help from, um, but I just needed somebody to help me get out of that black hole that I was in. You know, I said to somebody the other day, I wasn't at rock bottom, I was six feet under that. And thankfully, the universe listened and I met up with an old school friend that I'd not seen for 20 years. And she told me that she was a therapist. So <laughs> I verbally diarrhoeed everything all over her. Poor woman, I bet her ears were bleeding within an hour. <laughs> something to help me and she introduced me to personal development and she gave me a cd and advised me to listen to it on the way home in my mushroom van that's another story it was an old posty van got no heating and i kitted it out with bed bed to transport the dogs that i was going to groom no heating so in the summer uh, in the winter you know we've got the condensation and then all the mushrooms growing bottom in, in the bed bed so me and summer nicknamed it the mushroom van <laughs> But the thing was with that, it was that slight edge, you know, that sliding doors moment. She gave me this yeah. CD and said, listen to this on the way home. And I could have just tossed it. I could have just gone, I don't yeah. especially who I was at that time. But I thought, no, she's advised me to do this now. Just listen. So I listened to it on the way home, but I left my CD in my CD, in my van. So I listened to it the next day on the way to work, on the way home, while my daughter was in the car, in the van as well. So my commute was about an hour and a half a day, and I heard that you could gain a PhD of your own choice just by listening to audio in your car. And I was like, wow, that's impressive. And I thought, well, I need a PhD in me. I need to understand what's going off in here, why I've gone so bad. Yes, life throws challenges at everybody. Life pulls the rug underneath everybody's feet, but you know, why was I struggling so much? And I needed to get to the crux of it. Um, and then there was another great quote uh, by a guy called Jim Rowan, and he said, for things to change, you've got to change. For things to get better, you've got to get better. And that was like, boom, yes, I have. Yes, I have. And I listened to that CD over and over and over and over and over again. Um, and that's like the compound effect of just keep listening to the same thing over and over again. Because as you change as a person, as you're going through what you're going through, sometimes you might not be ready to hear something, but then a month later you might be ready and I'm really glad I listened to it because it gave me the confidence to sack the boss and um, because I thought well why was I building somebody else's future when I got my own dog in the business but that was just to pay that credit card off I didn't believe that yeah. I was a business owner um, but I just thought I've got to do something so I did it and I jumped into becoming um, uh, you know, self-employed gave me and my daughter confidence especially Summer because as I said earlier, she was struggling with school. She's 16 now, and she's left with four A-levels and two A-stars. She wanted to become an actress. Because I was at home, I was able to take her to acting school. A dad, bless him, he's got lots of pennies. And he was the one that gave, you know, he gave the financial side, and I gave the time side. She's been on the West End twice. So oh, wow. listening to those CDs back then have really helped empower me and my daughter so that's that was you know the journey of getting to where i am and then it was in february again 2018 uh, just before someone's birthday this time unfortunately i lost my mentor my mum she suddenly passed away from cancer 
And but that's when I actually saw the true power of the work that I'd been doing for so many years. And I'd heard about journaling. I didn't really understand journaling. Um, I went to look for a journal. I couldn't find one. So I designed this beauty. I don't know if you can see it. Ah, there you go. Put it on the side of her face so you can see how big it is. <laughs> well, <laughs> it is big. Either that or you've got a little face. It's very thick, isn't it? So it's unique in the sense of it's undated. It's a year-long undated um, structured journal that helps people monitor those daily thoughts, feelings and actions that we don't actually monitor what are paramount to our health and well-being. So what I was doing was implementing my own mind management toolkit that I've been using, apart from the journal inside of it. And it, that's when I just went, wow, it was really helping. And I didn't understand why it was helping so much. And as I said about the universe asking for the questions, I was like, why is this working? What is happening? And I came across a guy called Dr. Joe Dispenza. I don't know if you've ever heard of him. And I was like, oh my God, it's back by neuroscience. <laughs> what have I designed here? So then I went on a study of all the stuff and then became a um, personal development and mental wellness mentor. So just in seven years, this, this is where I am. And I could pinch myself every day just to go. So yeah, <laughs> but yeah, that's where I am. So really, you kind, of, you kind of evolved into it. So what's happening with the, do you still do the dog grooming side of stuff? Do you still? I love my fur babies. You know, I've got my own little fur baby passed out. But I love my fur babies because I get those cuddles and we get that dopamine hit off animals as well. Obviously the dogs that sort of like being green, which not so not so nice, but the other ones that want to give me kisses and you know, and like I've had one today and he lays on his back and I'm like, This is lovely, but I need to groom the back of you. You need to stand up. But um yeah, I still do the grooming because I absolutely love it. Oh, that's nice. I think that it was interesting actually because before we started the the conversation I said around um somebody that we've got as a mutual connection who does the um the work with horses and the leadership with horses and I was saying about how actually I didn't realize the why I liked horse riding or horses so much and actually I'd gone very much recently when I'd been riding I'd gone just to to ride um and it hadn't given me it hadn't ticked that box and I kept saying to my husband I don't I don't I think it's because I, I it's my alone time and it's my time like just just me and the horse and, and actually it was when I went to um, a leadership session the other day um, with the lady who does the horse riding stuff that the horse stuff that I realized that um, actually it's the just time around them it's being present with them um, and you don't get that you don't get that when you turn up at a riding school and you get on them you don't you don't get that when you're um, you don't have that connection with them um, and it was just the fusses and their interaction and the cuddles, I mean, I appreciate different type of cuddles from a horse. Uh, <laughs> you, do not, you do not want one of them jumping on your shoulders. Um, but, it, but it is, it's, it's amazing actually the impact animals have on 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 your emotional well-being, isn't it? Absolutely, absolutely. For me, it's all about the energies because, you know, mm -hmm. dogs, well, animals tell you in their own little way, obviously we talk. But we're all yeah. connected, we're all nature, we're all part of nature. Um, so with, for me, it's it's about that energy you have with them. Obviously, if you've got a stressed out animal, it's not so great with the energy. I've got a lady, a friend who's an animal healer. And uh, oh, okay. she's got to watch her work with stuff yeah. like that. 
It's, it's amazing. I've heard some amazing, I mean, totally, yeah, but some amazing stories from people who, who you know, communicate with animals on a different level and, and the stuff they've, they've found out. And yeah. yeah, it's been amazing. Amazing. Anyway, that is definitely a different podcast. <laughs> <laughs> so really, you kind of, your path, you didn't set out one day to be like, right, okay, this is what I'm going to do. You've just, <laughs> you've just kind of evolved as you've, as you've gone. You know, uh, one of the things I talk when I talk to my clients is it's about taking that daily step forward. You might not think that that one daily step will help you, but small daily steps compounded will allow you to make huge leaps forward. And that's what's happened with me. I didn't see all that in the work, all the work that I was doing, all those daily steps that I was doing, for them all of a sudden go, for me to then go, oh, and I leaped. And I decided to yeah. uh, get the journal out there and it was out there within two months. I decided to do the course that was out within three months. I've not seen any. If you'd have said to me maybe four and a half years ago, oh, you're going to be a published author, you're going to be a qualified coach, you're going to be doing this, I'd have been like, yeah, right there. <laughs> so. I think, though, the published author thing, it does creep up on you, doesn't it? You know, like, somebody suggests it and you're like, mm-hmm. And then actually you let it sit a bit and then you're like, well, actually, I can see, I can see where that would fit. Yeah. And I think that was, that was for me. I was like, I can see where that would fit. Um, and yeah, it's kind of, Did yeah. you, did you do what I did? Did you stroke? Did you stroke it when it turned It came, like I ordered a couple in a box and I was sat there going. I still stroke them. <laughs> you know, and it's that tangible thing, isn't it? You know, it's, it's about, but also for some reason, my journal feels like velvet when you first get it. It's, obviously, as you're using it, it it's not so lovely. I don't know, but I was stroking it for ages. My daughter was like, "Stop it!" See, mine's, mine's matte. Um, my the ones actually I send out are um, gloss, and the reason why the ones which are gloss are gloss was because I noticed how bad your fingerprints mark yes. the matte. Yes. Yeah. And so, um, but yeah, that was purely pretty much through, yeah, just handling them. Because I, I mean, I do videos with them and stuff and I hold it out, but it was just so different. I didn't, people were saying, oh, it's, it, it feels really different when you, when you actually get the physical book in your hand. And I was like, yeah, yeah. And then they arrived and it was, it was so different. It was really different to be able to actually physically, because you've seen it so many times. You know, I could even printed it out and I'd read from the A4 version to, to do the, the audio book, but to actually, for it to be printed and I've actually got one of the videos that we did for um they were it was a hand thing so they actually put it on like a roller coaster and stuff because you've got like um first person view of different activities mm-hmm. um mostly from body cams and stuff that people wear and um, they were like they actually gave me one and I had to do something with it and all I did actually was stroke it <laughs> that other people were like opening it and uh, some of the other team members of the team were opening it and doing other stuff i literally just spent the i'm there stroking it and then they put it on the back of a horse because they thought that would be entertaining um, <laughs> i feel i feel a lot better now thank you that i'm not some sort yeah, of weird right. stroking totally normal guys to stroke your book <laughs> <laughs> so for anyone who is in the place because you've really taken something which you know you needed you needed that for yourself and then you're sharing it with other people um you know not everyone's going to be in that situation but for people who are in that situation where you know they found themselves in a difficult position and um, what motivated you was it just purely i can't go on like this yeah i'd hit rock, like say i went rock bottom 
or six feet under that. There was no, if I didn't change things, my daughter wouldn't have had that at home. Yeah. I, it being on, I, I wouldn't have been here. My mum would have been burying another child. Um, and yeah, I knew that something had to change. I didn't know what, and it was just, like I say, listening to that audio. So every single day now, religiously, before I do anything else, um, I listen to positive, positive, inspirational stuff for at least half an hour every single morning as soon as I get up. So, like, so top tip: where, where, where could people go for YouTube. positive, inspirational stuff? Free resource YouTube. So, and just any any particular searches? Depending on what people want to do, you see me. Sometimes it depends whether I need a shut. Sh I want to say what I want to say, but I'm not going to say because we're recording. Oh no, you can fire it. Okay. Kick up the backside. <laughs> I, was like, oh, I don't think that even that's swearing. I think Jacob will even let it be. I was going to say If I need to kick up the backside, I've got a motivational one. I've got somebody screaming at me. Get on with oh, it. Come okay. on, you can do this. Come on. And uh, if I'm feeling a bit spiritual, I'll put a spiritual one on. If I'm okay. thinking about mindset, I'll put a mindset one on. So it depends on what mood I'm thinking. But if you just type in the search bar in uh, YouTube, it will come up with loads of lists. And if because I, I work with a lot of people and I do share that stuff with people. And then, so if they don't like the voice, I'll be like, okay, find somebody that you do like the voice. Because some of them are, you know, no disrespect to Americans because I love them. But, <laughs> I was going to say they're very American, aren't they? Very American voice and a lot of people are yeah. like, oh God, I can't deal with that voice. Like Jim Rowan, he's got a really strong South, uh, American South uh, accent. South American, I don't know what I meant. Um, <laughs> really strong accent. Um, but yeah. his philosophies are incredible. Yeah. Yeah. So, some, you know, I, I don't even hear the voice anymore. It doesn't bother me anyway. But the amount of people I've no. spoken to that don't like his voice. But there's people oh. like Tony Robbins, Mel Robbins, um, Jim Rowan. There's, there's so many, Les Brown, there's so many out there that's just incredible for people just okay. to listen to. And what YouTube will do, will notice mm -hmm. what, you, what resonates with you and then keep giving you a new one for the next day. That's the thing, it's the starting out, isn't it? Because yeah. I didn't send my client, I didn't send her to YouTube. Yeah, because I was like, check out podcasts. I didn't think about YouTube. Yeah, YouTube. No. Um, I think, no, it's how you start out. How you start your day will dictate how that day goes. So if people, yeah. what I like to say to people as well is, do your inner work before you let the outer world in. So a question would be, if there was 300 people outside your front door, as soon as you woke up, would you open that front door knowing that 300 people are going to run in your front door and run around like evidence to you? But most people pick where they go as soon as they yeah. wake up. And then that's it. And it's stuck in the dopamine hit of social media, getting involved in everybody else's stuff and not focusing on their stuff, unfortunately. So that was one of my biggest top tips is how you start your day will dictate how you So I listen to audio. I have a drink of water to um, uh, wake up the noodle as well as the system because we dehydrate and when we're dehydrated we don't pick up as much stuff as we need to. So I do that and then I'll read positive, uh, something positive, um, I meditate, I do my gratitude, I do my affirmations which is all in the journal. So yeah, my morning routine, I do at least an hour routine in the morning before I even think about anything else. And it's and this seems to be the thing that I'm getting to as I'm talking to people, which is what I really like about this, is that it's discipline. It's it's mm -hmm. having actually there's there's processes that you follow, and they might not be 
all that exciting but they they're, they're, they're there because they work and they've helped you set up your day absolutely and it's great to hear that there's a lot of people talking about it because when I speak to some people I can hear well I haven't got the time I haven't got yeah. the money and what what most of us do we spend so much time investing in our homes to have nice things we invest in our car to make sure it's working it's got petrol in it yeah. all that but we don't focus on the vehicle that we need to focus on which is that because you know i asked a question that women who a couple of weeks ago was would you get in a car and drive 40 miles knowing there's only 20 miles worth of petrol and you're not going to be able to fill up you're going to break down would you get in that car and you're like, uh, no. <laughs> you ask my husband, he'd probably say, yeah, Sarah, try. I'm, I'm like, my car's working when it's got the amber light on. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> the amount of conversations we've had over like, that needs filling up before it actually goes empty. I was like, it's got 10 miles left. <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> but no, you're totally right. Like, yeah. And that's what you're doing when you try and get yourself doing stuff that actually, yeah, you're not fueled for, isn't it? Mm. Yeah, like I said, I invest more time in me. Not just time, yeah. but money as well. I've invested in me more than I've invested in anything over the past seven years. You know, I've done bits of the house, obviously, in my car, but, you know, not yeah. to the extent that I used to have, I mentioned earlier about the credit card bill, everything was shiny and new, and now it's all falling apart. <laughs> <Quite okay. laughs> I don't want shiny new things, I want a shiny new look. So I just keep evolving myself and putting that work into myself so I can be the best version of myself. And how good are you at, because obviously you've kind of just let, you've kind of gone along with the opportunities that have kind of presented themselves and you've kind of evolved. How controlling are you and how easy was that to do, was to sort of trust the process and that you'd end up in the right place did you have an idea of the direction you wanted to go in or was it you you just purely went with the flow and are you are you are you a go with the flow kind of person no not normally not normally um, like... for some reason since i got into personal development i have just been able to relax a bit more i was one of these everything at the same time blah 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 you know i was so focused with that 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 was my life Get up at this time, do this, do that, da, 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 work well, come home, put my feet up, watch TV. That was it, me done. And so I had my routine, I've just changed my routine uh, to enable me to stop being so anxious about the other stuff that's, you know, I heard once that when you're anxious, you're living in the future, which you are, because you're worried about stuff that's going to happen that's not happened yet. And when you're depressed, you're living in the past, because you're worried about stuff that's already happened. And, uh, so it's like you want to be now, present, don't you? I'm in, the, I'm in the present and I'm where yeah. I am with what's happening around me. If an opportunity comes up and it feels good, I'll go for it. If I don't think, I think, mm. if I'm on a home in an R in, I don't touch it. And have you always been like that? Yeah, I think I have really. I've always gone with my gut feelings. Yeah. Um, people, yeah, well, gut feelings, me now understanding a lot more about it, all about the energies, um, that. Yeah, it, I found when I've gone against it, I've been a little bit or something's gone really wrong. So I've learned from the lessons that life's thrown at me to listen to my inner self. And if she's saying no, it's a no. <laughs> yeah. gonna, gonna 
gonna return to bite you in the bum, isn't it? <laughs> I've had too many chips took out my backside, thanks. I don't want to know. people who are on that journey right so they you know they they're not in the place that they want to be right now um they might have started making steps towards the the, the right place what would your advice be to somebody if you'd make yourself sort of part of the way through this journey that you've been on right okay so my advice would be first and foremost invest in yourself mm -hmm. you know because that's where it all starts self-care is not selfish you not being able to help other people is selfish because you know yeah. we are as i said we, you know we're caring you're feeling beings and everybody wants to help somebody in some sort of way it doesn't you know not everybody wants to be a therapist or a coach or you know a speaker or whatever whatever but everybody wants to help somebody and if you yeah. are not right you can't help them no. so to me it's all about doing that self love that self-care and investing in you before anything else and then things will start to change things will massively start to change and the other one was ask for help i was terrible at asking for help and hence i got myself into such a state thankfully my friend you know she would not seen each other for 20 years but she was asking she obviously being a therapist she's programmed you're not programmed she's trained to ask the questions to get and not realizing that I actually I need your help. I really do need your help. And I've found through my experiences that when you actually ask for help, that's when you gain more clarity and you gain more strength. It takes a, you know, yeah. me. I was told if you ask for help, you're weak. That's it's weak. Yeah. But it takes a tremendous amount of courage and strength to actually ask for help. And also, to be fair, like awareness, because you're kind of part of the way there, aren't you? I'm always talking around, well, yeah, until people are aware of areas they've got to work on or, or areas they find more difficult, it's a very difficult thing to help that person. Indeed. So, you know, actually, you're kind of part of the way there. By the time you're in a position where you feel, actually, I need the help, um, that help will help um, because you're receptive to it because you're aware of it. Absolutely. Absolutely, and I think understanding as well about how the mind and body work, which is a whole, you know, tunnel to go down. Is that the word I'm looking for? Um, I think so. Rabbit hole. Black hole. Yeah, rabbit hole. <laughs> Endless hole. Yeah. Um, but, the, you know, I hope you don't mind me sharing. I just want to share my little take on the brain for a lot of people mm -hmm. to make it easier for people to understand. There is many parts of the brain, um, as we all know, but I'm not a neuroscientist at all. But I have got some, you know, I've done a lot of work on finding out about the brain. And there was two parts of the brain that really, really got me. Because when you look at your thoughts, your thoughts affect how you feel. And then how you feel affects what you actually do. So your thoughts affect your feelings and your actions. So I, I was looking at that, I was thinking, what's this about? And then I got into the conscious and the subconscious mind. So when I talked about earlier that I was in that, um, we, I was stuck in the weeds of life. Um, nettles, I'm just going to bring nettles out here. Nettles are one of the worst weeds to ever pull out. Um, because if you don't pull them out properly, the weeds, uh, the, the roots will carry on and will keep growing. 
they're on like a little trail, aren't they? Yeah, yeah. And you have to get every single tiny piece out. If you're not wearing the right uh, apparate, uh, 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 right equipment on your hands, you get stung. Uh, so they're nasty. They're nasty little buggers. Apart from <laughs> metal tea, that's lovely. Um, so I looked at the brain. I was like, right, the conscious and the subconscious. For me to try and understand it in layman's terms so I could understand it. So all of a sudden, my conscious brain turned into a gardener. So a gardener. So when you're present with yourself and you're noticing what you're doing, that's your gardener. So your subconscious mind, that is your garden. That's where it collects all those weeds from the very from a very early age. We only have two fears, which is falling and loud noises. But we collect all those nasty. Uh, limiting beliefs and stuff like that from peers, from parents, from siblings, from social media, news, all that sort of stuff. So it's all been programmed. So it's like somebody just going and scattering loads of weeds and then going, right, here you go. So when you're thinking about your thoughts, you have to, I say seeds, thoughts, in the same bracket. So whatever seed you plant, which is a thought, and nurture will grow in your garden. Yeah. Now, if you don't want those seeds, those plants anymore, you use your gardener to go in and dig them out. And that is what personal development helps you do. Mm. So it, it was a, you know, don't get me wrong, the subconscious mind is not bad. It's there to protect people because, you know, as I mentioned earlier, that scurrying out with, with that much information going into our heads because, you know, the, the amount of thoughts we get is just phenomenal because we, we can go three weeks without food we can go, uh, yeah, what was it, three days, uh, three weeks without food, three days without water, three minutes without air, but you can't go three seconds without a thought. So you can imagine all those thoughts going in your head. So the subconscious is there to uh, protect you, but it also keeps, yeah. you in your, it keeps you in your comfort zone. So when you learn to work with your gardener and go in and dig out those pesky weeds, that's when things will change. I like that, yeah. That was, that was the metaphor that pricked my ears up when the, that was the bit I got. <laughs> I turned up for that bit. <laughs> she says, uh, you know, next time you do that speak, you need, because I was going to turn up as a gardener with the gloves on and the aid and everything. She went, next time do it. And I was like, really? She went, next time do it. I went, oh, well, oh, well. That would be a good idea. Can you imagine that? It was quite, quite a nice dress affair, wasn't it? So we'd be like, ah. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> the dress was like, you kind of turned up in big wellies and a hat. Yeah, you didn't know. <laughs> As long as I wasn't walking, well, I wouldn't be because I'm always late, but as long as I'm not walking in with you, I'd be like, oh my God, it'd be like, you know, when you take your kids to school and you think, oh, is it non school uniform day or something? Because yeah, nobody else seems to be wearing It's what you did, though. <laughs> oh God, was I supposed to wear something different? <laughs> <laughs> that is really brilliant. Thank you, Angie. It's been so lovely to speak to you. If people want more of Angie Simmons, where do they go? Right, so you can find me, Angie Simmons, on LinkedIn. Um, you can find me as Growth Development Foundation on Facebook and Instagram. And, Excellent. Uh, yeah, just reach out. And do you want to tell us a little bit more about your journal? Uh, my journal, yeah, by all means. Because you are coming out just before Christmas. So you're out the 30th of November. So, mm, do you want to Yes. Um, so this beauty, it's an, a, a fantastic tool for anybody who is a goal setter, a goal getter, because there's, time, there's space for planning, but there's also space for reflecting. There's also play, uh, space 
for tracking your mood, I will show you a little quick, a little sneaky pick. That, I don't know if you can see oh. it, that's my monthly yeah. mood and moon tracker. And the different colours is what I colour it in, depending on what mood I'm in. So the different colours. So I can look back and go, blue, why am I sad? What's happened on that day? So when I said about monitoring your daily thoughts, feelings and actions, it's paramount to health and well-being. If you're not noticing what seeds you're planting, you don't know what you're monitoring. So the, the journal helps you plan for the month, well, plan for the year and reflect on the year, plan for the month, reflect on the month. But every single day there's a structured page for you to monitor those daily thoughts, feelings and actions. Yeah. Oh, brilliant. And where can people get hold of that? Can they get hold of that? Well, if they go on my website, that's another one, www.gravedevelopmentfoundation.co.uk, there is a, a little link in there. You could um, go onto that. Um, which you just subscribe and I'll send you the information. There's also, actually, if anybody's into self-care, please go on the website and click on the self-care. I've done a free seven-day self-care challenge for anybody. It's not taxing at all. So there's one of them about going out for a walk and one lady says, well, I don't go out for walks. I can't really walk far. That's fine. Get out the falls and go sit in the garden and be mindful of listening, you know, using your senses, smell, taste, touch, hearing, all that sort of stuff. And just being with you, um, so yeah, I'm I'm excited about uh, the uh, journal and how that's going right now, but also how how it's turning into um, a course to help people as well. So I teach people the science behind the mind, body, and soul connection. That's brilliant. Well, thank you very much for sharing your your journey and your wisdom with us today. And it's been so lovely to speak to you. Thanks very much, Andy. Thank you very much for inviting me, my love. I feel honoured. <laughs> thank you. Thanks for listening to the Selling Without Sleeves podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please head over to iTunes or Stitcher or wherever you are listening from to leave us a review. It's a good way for us to know what you like, so we can create more of it.